Do you consider yourself normal? Then this is not the show for you. Please go somewhere else. This is WYRD. If it's getting weird, it's got to be the Weird Mountain Gals show. sort of European accent. <laughs> I don't know. Rhyme? She's or really country. It's so real country. country. It's, like, it's like northern Alabama raining. That's like What's a, happening down there? It's raining. It's raining. That's like Yellow Creek. Yellow, Yellow Creek. Creek. We had a Yellow Creek in Robins. I'm sure they still do Yellow have a Yellow Creek, Creek in Robins. Well, and Yellow Root. Yellow Root, yes. Yellow Root. <laughs> Yellow. Yeah, and, when people say, oh, you mean Yeller, and I go, no, where I'm from, we say Yellow. We say Yellow. Yellow. And Winda. We don't say Winder. We say Winda. We've never said Winder. No, not and where I was from. Because my mother would get us Saturday morning, about once a month, she'd look out a window and go, Oh my God, you youngins, t- today's chore is you're going to wash these damn windows. Uh, uh, and we do it, you know. My brother get on the outside and I get on the inside and vice versa. And... You know, because windows are such a pain. You think you got it all clean, then you go and clean the other side, and then you go, well, what the hell's that smear? That smear right there was that on my side or your side? So my brother and I'd get on the same window, and we'd be like, <laughs> "Is that yours or mine?" So we different did. angle. Well, we, y'all were some good productive kids. No, we weren't. I mean, I, when I think back about chores when I was a kid. I don't remember him ever doing a damn chore other than washing windows with me. Really? No, because he was the precious boy child. Um, the precious boy child didn't have to do chores. Well, those aren't my ponies. Well, those aren't my chickens. Well, I shouldn't have to do that. They're not mine. I don't like working in the garden. I, I've heard it said that the men don't work inside the home. And, so, and that's the way it used to be said. Uh-huh. They didn't work inside the home. No. So that would be outside the women's home. part of it would be inside. Women and, and girl children. Girl Well, yes. there's not that much of a difference sometimes, you know. Oh, because by the time. Oh. I know. Lousy, and we swore we were going to talk about fun stuff today. Yeah, no. Now, chores. <laughs> chores was bad. Well, we could go back and do the ring <laughs> ring again and just cut all of this <laughs> Do you think the ring is what sets us up? Maybe if it was a nice light. Ring, 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 ring. Or a satisfyingly cultured one like Miss Bouquet would have. Yes. Bring. <laughs> yes. Bring. A quite proper British ring. Hello. Three, six, five, seven. How may I help you? <laughs> Boy, I'll tell you what. The phone used to rule my life at work. Oh, of course, mine too. It was awful. I used to hate it, hate it, hate it. We would get recorded at oh, randomly. Oh, awful. Oh, my God. Here's the worst part of it is everybody's bonus 
was based on whichever random call got graded. And there would be a random call that got graded at least twice a week. And you know, what kind of dummy was I to sign up for something like that? That is awful. It was, but you want to talk about some peer pressure. (laughs) You get sick because desk clerks are the most heartless humans on the planet. That desk clerk will cut you out of your non smoking king, double double, whatever. (laughs) No, we do not have a triple A discount. It was all in their hands. And their bonuses completely depended on what the ADR was, which ADR is your average daily rate. And, you know, how how many times did the rooms turn over? How many mistakes were there? How many complaints were there? So these, the desk clerks were under a huge amount of pressure because on top of checking people in, checking people out, making sure they weren't criminals. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. You know, and... They would have to do that. They would also have to answer the phone by the third ring. And that was back in the days before you just sent them with one button over to the 800 number to do the reservations. Right. And so you know how it is. You want to talk to a human and you want to say, well, now, does that room look over the mountains? Or do we have any kind of, and what's the part, and is that a good neighborhood? Should we back in or pull in? You know, and stuff like that. And all the while you were answering their questions politely, there would be somebody staring at you with the stare of death who wanted to get into their room and they needed to fill it out and their folio and talk to you and all that stuff. And desk clerks could flat out do it. They would stare you down. They would cut you down. They would keep you oh out God. of there. I mean, don't mess with the desk clerk. Cause I mean, my daughter's a little old boyfriend. And I say little old boyfriend because he's a big old strapping cornbed boy. <laughs> Her little boyfriend was a desk clerk. He's been a desk clerk in some very fine hotels. And I'm just trying to imagine him being mean like that. I just don't think he could. Oh, they would do all these little power plays. And if you came up to the desk and you had an attitude and you didn't have a reservation, you could be assured that the room you went into, if they let you in, would cost the most that they felt they could get away with. <laughs> and it would probably be the one by the ice machine. Yeah. So it's, I'm so sorry we don't have anything on that side. You know, I've seen them. I went to a conference. First time I'd ever been there, and I've been there every year since then, so I guess they like me okay. But first year they were doing some renovations in the hotel. And they stuck us as far from the elevator as we could possibly be without having to be sitting on the window looking out over the <laughs> over the cars. And so it was very far away. It was a beautiful room because it's a beautiful hotel. But right across from us, the, I don't know what had happened in that room, but there was cardboard all laid down in the hallway, Ooh. and there was tape across the door, Ooh. and it, I can't remember if there was like a bastion placed on the door or something like that. We referred to it as the Ebola room. Oh! God, don't go there. I'm pretty sure that's the Ebola room. God, it was awful. Oh my awful. gosh, that awful. is awful. Well, it sounded like when you said cardboard, I was thinking, oh, it must have been a terrible leak. Yeah, a leak or a murder. Well, yeah, a leak or a murder. <laughs> so, um, we used to get these employee rates of ten bucks back in my day. I could stay. Ooh. It was just a courtesy rate because mm-hmm. they had to charge you something or something. But so I would stay anywhere for ten bucks if they had a room available. Oh, nice. I remember needing to go to Atlanta for something, and 
I took the only employee rate that they had, and because everything was evidently full. And I might have told you this story before, but when we pulled up, it was hooker heaven. Oh my gosh! It was right beside a strip joint, and the parking lot was alive, even though it was <laughs> after dark. <laughs> And I was stuck. It was like, okay, I could sleep in my car that night. <laughs> or I could take my employee rate room because I asked the clerks, I said, is there another hotel in this? And they said, told me whatever was going on and the town was full. And I reluctantly took that room, backed the car in, did not pull it in, which is, that's why it was the only car in the parking lot that wasn't broken into that night, I'm pretty sure. I had dreams. I put, I, I just packed furniture in front of the door. And I didn't lay down in the bed on the, I laid down on my own clothes and stuff. Cause I just, oh, I just felt so icky there. And I dreamed that night that underneath my bed were two cross swords. Whoa. And I just woke up real early and got the hell out of there. <laughs> And that's really the closest I've ever come to, I think, having any incident happen at that hotel. Oh, but the my. rest of it was pretty, well, you know, to me personally, I've seen a lot of ah! shit happen in hotels. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We can have a whole different podcast based on just sexcapades at local motels. Local you know. motel. Well, I tell you, since I've been traveling, since what, 2013? <laughs> I've stayed in some beautiful top-notch hotels and bed and breakfast, and I've stayed in some places that were so nasty. And then I've stayed in places that were nasty, but they had a great story that went with them. So, you know, if it's got a good story, I'm good with it. Well, yeah. what's the, uh, do you have a story about the worst hotel you've ever stayed at? Yeah, I'd be hard-pressed to tell you which one was the worst, because there's three of them that vie for that title. Oh, okay. But um, but the one with the good story was, uh, I believe it was on 77 heading north. And I pulled pulled off and there were three different hotels I could choose from. And I had bad experiences in two, because they were chain motels. I had bad experiences in two of the different chains. Not, not in that location, but two of them. And I thought, oh, well, I'll just do this one down here. Oh my God. <laughs> The room, I don't know, it was, I think it was run by a family of travelers, to be honest. Uh, I mean, genuine travelers. Okay. And um, I don't know who had been living in that room before I was, but it was like their whole family lived in different parts of the, of the hotel. Oh, and they just had to vacate because that room got sold? Exactly. So oh, they thought yuck. they make some money. And I mean, Ooh. that room was $39 a night, so I, I was not expecting the Taj Mahal. But there was, it was dirty. The sheets were dirty. The pillowcase had lipstick on it. You know, all, all this stuff. So I called oh. down there and I said, I don't, I don't think this room's ready yet. Yes, ma'am, it's ready. We got that ready for you. It was ready. It was ready at, at 12 o'clock today. It was ready. I was like, well, there's a lipstick stain on the sheet. There's no towels. And you know, and I said, and none of that matters to me. If y'all could just send me up a towel. So when I checked in, they said, no, we don't have any towels in your room yet. We'll bring them up. So I go up and... I mean, it's just like I described. Well, then, uh, so then I call down there and they go, no, this room's not ready. You, you want to put me in another room? Where you want to do it? Oh, no, they're going to say, oh, and I could just use maybe a couple towels because I thought I'd lay towels on the bed. 
I lay on the bed in my clothes, get up early right. and be gone. Well, oh no, we'll send towels right up. So they go up and then then the manager or the desk clerk, whatever, I don't know, the mama came up with one of the teenage young'uns and looked at the room, just inspected the room, and she said, she turned on this kid and said, you told me you did this room. You told me you did this room. This room's not been done. This poor woman is standing here in a filthy room. And I was like, whoa. And I said, look, no, it's not, you know, it's not a big deal. Look, I'm just, I'll just go sit right out here. I'll take this little chair, sit out here while y'all blah, 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 blah. No, no, no. Come down to the, to the, they have like a little breakfast. Come to the breakfast room. Just sit down there. We've got free Wi-Fi. Oh, you no. You sit down really? there while we make your room. It was like, <laughs> okay. So, you know, they're having a day, whatever. So I go down there, and I'm there for an hour. Oh, my gosh. God-blessed hour. And I think, well, man, when I get up there, you'll be able to do brain surgery on the bathroom sink. Well, I get up there, and not a damn thing has changed. Are you serious? And there's still no towels. There are still no towels. So so I go in. They tell me, okay, the room's ready. But she's at the desk, and she, blah, 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 room's ready. And I was like, great, thank you, and thank her so much. Yeah. That was so sweet. I get the room, it's like, okay, and still no towels. Somebody's on meth. So <laughs> I went down to the office. I said, look, I'm a patient person. I'm a real patient person. But what I need from you right now to hand me over that counter, and I went full Appalachian on it. <laughs> what I need for you to do for me is to hand me a towel. And she had this look like, lady, she's about to get bowed up, and I must have given her one of them looks like, <laughs> this is not the time to try me because I'm going to come over the counter. It's not going to be a matter of I'm not going to sleep in the room tonight. I will strangle your skinny ass before I go. <laughs> and and so she suddenly she just kind of backed up a little bit and she said, she did not put towels in. I said, no, and the room's not clean and I don't give a shit. I don't care, I don't care about, here's some crows. <laughs> <laughs> I just want some towels. She came out with a stack of towels that was three feet tall. Oh, she oh, said, oh, here's oh. your towels. Here's your and towel. I thought, lady, hexing's happening. <laughs> happening, happening. Did she have an attitude? She had a little bit of an attitude. And then I came down the next day to check out because I stayed there. You know, I paid my $39. And um, and this this other woman was there with the, with the whoever, the mama person. And she was very pregnant. I said, oh, are you having a boy or girl? Do you know? And she said, well, I don't know. But in my family, what they do is, and she went through this whole kind of folk magic way about how they decide the, the sex of the baby. And I said, well, where I'm from, you tie a wedding ring on a string, and you use that, you just hold it over your belly. And she said, have you got your wedding ring with you? And I said, no, it can't be my wedding ring. It has to be your wedding ring. She started laughing. She said, well, I ain't got a wedding ring. <laughs> I said, well, okay, well, then we can't use that. If I had my cards, I'd get them out. Suddenly, everything changed. And they said, do you read cards? I said, Lord, I've been reading cards for half a century. Oh, I wish. Next time you come in this way, you stay here for free if you'll read oh, our cards. Really? So suddenly I'd gone from being this snotty woman who just wanted a clean towel to being, oh, she's like us. She does all that weird stuff. <laughs> yes, I'm just like you, except I would not keep you in a filthy room. And I wouldn't make you wait an hour and a half for nothing. Exactly. That's crazy. Well, tell me one of your terrible 
terrible hotel stores. That's yeah. pretty much the worst one that I have. My experiences as far as me staying at hotels has been, you know, really good through the years. But now I've got stories I can tell you about. <laughs> I have a <laughs> ton of stories I can tell you. I, I, I can tell you that any desk clerk that works at any franchise hotel and that works there on the 3 to 11 shift, the second shift, will probably have a bunch of stories to tell you because hotels and hospitals are very much alike in that people show their true selves in a hotel and in a hospital. That's where you see that this family is kind and this family is not. (laughs) That's where you see that this person is an ass and this person is not. You really do see that in hotels. And I believe that with all of my heart because I've just seen it over and over again. And I've also seen, uh, I've seen a, a really shitty portion of the, the local population too, the ones that go to motels and stuff, mm-hmm. that there was this thing I, in the 80s and 90s and all, early aughts, you know, when I was hotel geek, that I guess around here, the youth of today, they quit going to campfires to drink their beer like respectable teenagers would, and they would sneak into hotel rooms and have these big, giant parties. And I don't know if they all had sex or not. I don't think they did. I think it was mostly just drinking parties. Well, is that the reason that locals can't rent a hotel room now in this area? That's the reason that they don't want locals in this area, because there was this period of time in the 90s where it was just, they would go crazy in these hotel rooms. And I remember there was one hotel room on the west side of town there. And I say one room, but it was really what they would call a double-double suite, a family suite. Uh So it had two beds in this room and two beds next door in that room. And it had a door that opened in between. Uh And that's called the family suite back then. And there were some kids that had gotten in there and had a party, and they had a jello party in there. Oh no! Do you know what a you know what a yes. jello party is? And may I ask how you might know what a jello party is? I only know it from urban legend. Oh. I've never participated in one. I, it really happens. So what they had done is they took a needle and thread and they sewed the curtains together. Uh, Just loosely sewed them together so that they couldn't come open. And then they took trash bags and put them all in the floor. And then we had like big gobs of this orange jello in the floor. And I'm not sure uh, what it was that was on the bed sheets. uh, And then there was a bunch of of fruit in in the bathtubs. So yeah. I assume there was some PJ going was on. Some PJ in the bathtub. Yeah. And PJ, for those who don't know it, is uh, is that an acronym for party juice? No, I always heard it as purple Jesus. Purple Jesus? Because if you drink it, it you know, it's purple. And you, you might go see, see Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> the oh, PJ yeah. consisted of fruit that had been soaked in Everclear liquor or alcohol. Which is pretty much moonshine made in a factory, I guess. So it's, it's, a, it's a super high alcohol white liquor. How's yeah, that? yeah, super alcohol, and it'd be soaked in that, and then it was a mix of what, like high C fruit punch. Now your purple and... Jesus is different from mine. So purple Jesus was always, you know, the story of stone soup. 
Yeah. For everybody, bring some for the soup. Mm. Purple Jesus is the alcohol version oh. of stone soup. You just mix so it all together. You Ew. get uh, like a fifty-gallon garbage can, yeah. and you put a garbage bag garbage in it, bag. or not, depending on how drunk <laughs> you already are. And and everybody brings a bottle of some kind of alcohol. Oh, and you don't soak the fruit, but you put the fruit in, and it soaks itself. Oh. And you just keep pouring. You're supposed to bring a bottle of alcohol and a gallon jug of whatever. Oh, whatever sweet yeah. thing to cut whatever it Whatever thing. <laughs> and you just, everybody just poured it in. Oh, that sounds so disgusting. It, it was, well, it did what it was designed <laughs> to do, which was to make you very drunk real oh. fast. And for a lot of people to be sick because it was so sweet, cloyingly sweet. Well, and with that real high alcohol yeah. content. Oh, yeah, like, and then... The fruit would absorb not only the juices, but also the alcohol, and sink to the bottom. And the last thing you did was eat the fruit. Oh, my Lord. Ugh. Vomiting Ugh. was a thing, my friend. Mm. Anyway, that, <laughs> I, I, have, I have done that. On, yeah. on One of your best childhood day. memories there. Is. I was, uh, that was college memories. Now, back when you were in <laughs> school, what was that motel down at the end of Tunnel Road near the Civic Center, what and it's a it's like high class. Oh, and it's not now. condos. Yeah. Uh oh gosh, what was it called? But that was Interstate where, Motel. Interstate Motel, and that's where the hookers always took. That was Party Central and Hooker Heaven. Yeah, and now it's condos. Yeah, it's high priced condos. Welcome to Asheville. It makes you wonder if there were any kind of you know psychics that would buy a condo there and go whoa. whoa. I feel like I need to get twelve boyfriends <laughs> tonight. Well, and there was uh, remember the Windsor Hotel downtown. Yes. <laughs> that now is a high end uh, mm-hmm. boutique hotel, and uh, oh the Glen Rock. Now I I have no experience with the Glen. Uh, well, so. Back when I was in college, we used to do what we call the erotic tour of Asheville. Now, this was the 70s, so there wasn't much in Asheville then. I mean, I liked it better personally, but uh, yeah, we would do the erotic tour of Asheville. And we would start, we usually started at Mr. G's, which was a a paraphernalia and erotica uh, store on Pack Square. I'm sure there's a high-end restaurant there now. But it used to be like a place, you know, where you could see dirty movies in the back room and all that stuff. So we Mr. G. Mr. G's. Never heard of it. Well, we would go into Mr. G's and we'd, you know, prowl around in there for a while. <laughs> and then and there'd be a gang of us, you know. It wouldn't be like two people doing it. It'd be like, I don't know, five or six, eight people. <laughs> then we'd walk down the hill to the Fine Arts Theater. And that's right. when the Fine Arts Theater was still a... You know, one of them kind of theaters. One of those grown-up well, We theaters. go see a something down there, a little something, something down there. And then we'd go cruising the places where we knew the hookers were. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's not like we wanted a hooker. We just wanted to see <laughs> We just wanted to see a real live hooker. <laughs> and Asheville used to be well-known in the 80s for having some of the homeliest hookers ever. And I apologize to anybody who might be listening who was a hooker in Asheville in the 80s, but we heard a story, several stories of of a policewoman who had been put out as bait, and nobody would go near her because she was too good looking. She couldn't have been, <laughs> she couldn't have been an Asheville lover. <laughs> That's funny. That's actually oh, funny. Terrible. You know, I remember they were out and proud and 
working their meat and stuff, and it was always pretty much the same places. South Lexington Avenue. Lexington Avenue. I would oh. ride a motorcycle there. We would ride motorcycles, <laughs> and, and they'd try and stop, stop us, and they'd be like, hey, I'm a girl. <laughs> no, I'm riding with a bunch of guys here. But I'm a girl. Yeah, and so we'd always cruise by the uh, the Glenrock Hotel down. Where on, was that? It's down uh, near uh, Livingston. In it's in the River Arts District now. And oh, now I thought that was Rabbit. The Rabbit. Oh no, that one's on uh, uh, McDowell. That one's very historic. Oh yeah, hop in, hop on, hop <laughs> off, and hop out. Rabbit Motel. But I tell you what, the Rabbit Motel, I can't believe we're talking about this stuff. We're telling all the secrets. Delete, delete. The Rabbit Motel had some of the best fried chicken in town. Really? I am not lying to you. And I only went there a couple of times, but I heard that it was like a legendary fried chicken. Really? And there was a little old place down on um, uh, Eagle Street that had really good fried chicken, too. I used to, what is that road that's got Aston Park, uh, tennis courts and stuff there, that little road there? Hilliard, thank you. There was a place on Hilliard that used to have fried chicken and potatoes. And they'd fry the potato wedges in the same thing as they fried the chicken. Oh my gosh, that sounds good. good. Back in the day. Oh man, I'm hungry. I know, and here we are talking about what? Food. Sex. I was going to say sex. Sex, food, rock and roll. (laughs) The erotic tour of Asheville. That is so hilarious. I know. Well, now I guess, could you do an erotic tour of Asheville? I mean, there's hookers on um, South French Broad. Well, are there still hookers? Yeah, I don't even know where hookers are anymore because, I mean, it's not my business. It's none of my business, really. Um, and there's there's a little uh, what do they call them adult stores. There's one out on Sandy, yeah. and then there's another one out in Inca. There's an adult Candler, store in Inca. In Candler, yeah. Really? You know where the Candler Market used to be? Yeah. It's kind of up in there. Hmm. Yeah. There's one down the road. Um, uh, in South Asheville. Yeah, down in Arden, uh, Fantasy World. Yes, it had all the pink painting on it. I know, I love it. I went in there. A friend of mine was having her, I think it was her 40th birthday, and she was feeling pretty old, and she had just gotten split up with her husband. So she was feeling old, but hot and single. Yeah. I went in there and I thought, I'm going to get her, I'm going to get her the nastiest present I can think of. So I go into Fantasy World, and there's like, I don't know, a half dozen people in there looking at magazines or whatever. And so I flash my ID and I walk in and I cleared that store out like this. How? Because they looked around and it was like, oh my God, is that my wife or my mama? <laughs> and they were out of there and the clerk, I just I just looked at him, he looked at me, and we both started laughing and I said, you know, I'll give you my number. So if you ever get things get rowdy down here, I can just show up and clear the place clear. out for That's hilarious. Everybody had a bad conscience. They're like, whoa, there's a lady funny. in the house. That's no lady. That's my wife. <laughs> that's, well, that's the place I went in. I guess it's just a tradition. If somebody's getting married, you, they're oh, going to have yeah, a shower. You go, happening. yeah, something like that. And I was looking for those ice cube trays. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. you know the ones I'm talking uh-huh. about that we use occasionally still. And I, I went in there, and I think the first words out of my mouth were, is that a fire hydrant? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> And it's been a joke ever since then, but it's honestly the truth. It's like, what the hell? Oh my God. Is that for real or is that just a display? 
that. I don't even want to know. <laughs> it was hilarious, but you don't think about that. I wonder what they did in the little towns. They have to drive to Asheville for their erotic yeah. needs because they didn't have an internet back then. I guess. I don't know. Oh, no. Oh, it's crazy. <laughs> I love it, though. I love to go in those kind of stores. I love to go with a handful of girls. And we all go in like, huh, show me some stockings that ain't got runs in them. I want to see those. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. I want to see the man's department there. <laughs> see what they're wearing this year to be fashionable. <laughs> I can't believe this thing is forty nine ninety nine. I swear, I, can, I think I can make one of these in the kitchen. Oh, no. No. <laughs> Oh, it's so much fun. <laughs> Y'all, if you ever have the just the urge to go into one of those stores, you should call us and we should come out and do one of our legendary road trips. <laughs> we'll all go to your little uh, your little adult store together. Make it instead of a porch cast, what would it be? Uh, a porn cast? A uh, porn cast? What? I don't know. Well, it probably wouldn't be very corny, it'd just be funny. It'd be like, What? Do people buy this? Well, oh, what'd you do with something like this? Where would you put it? No, I mean, seriously, where would you put it? No, it wouldn't go there. Things don't go there. <laughs> oh, my God, we have so much fun. I wish my freaky friend was still alive, the one that worked at the uh, the drive, the adult drive-in theater up here. That What was it called? The park drive-in, I guess, or whatever it used to be called. The one up on the hill. The one on the hill. Was it, yeah, it was the park, I think. And she was the ticket taker. Oh my gosh, we used to go there in college too. She, oh. I've never been. We got up to some shenanigans at that place. Oh, did, well, she oh, told me some there. stories, but oh, she's the one. She's probably talking about me. She might have, but I doubt it because she would always tell me about the movies. She would watch them, you know, she was fascinated by the movies. And she would tell me, and, and it has stuck with me ever since then, that you could. She, the thing about the pornos, she said, well, you know, I could almost get into them, except for one thing. What's that, Carol? And I said, well, they're, the actress's feet are always dirty. <laughs> <laughs> she said, even if they're wearing stockings or something, the bottom of their feet are always dirty. And I was like, oh, that's well, damn, terrible. thanks for ruining porno. I'll never watch it now because, <laughs> I mean, what's the point? Feet. I'd be sitting there just looking for that, I guess. Oh, yeah, I saw some of the classics up there. The classics? Yeah, like, uh, what was it, Beyond the Green Door? Beyond yeah. the Green, oh, Behind the Green behind Door. Behind the Green Door. Yes, yes, we had many copies of that left behind at the hotel. Really? Yeah, wow. and do you remember the one from the 70s that was, it was all about, it, well, crow this out, please, Craig. It was all about <laughs> jobs, and it was uh, this girl, oh, Happy Hooker. Oh, was that yeah, the, I saw Happy Wait, was that it? Well, not Linda, deep that was it. That was it. <laughs> that was it. Sorry. Yeah. Is it not the oh same thing? Gosh. <laughs> yeah. But I remember oh, being in the car and driving past the Innsbruck Mall, which used to be called something else, Mason's or something like that. Brendel's. Brendel's, thank you very much. And they had a movie theater back there, and it was showing Deep Throat. And I was like, what's that? <laughs> you know, and I was told that I didn't need to go to that you movie. You don't need to see it's that It's not movie. one that I'd be interested in at all, you know, but which of course made me totally interested in it. I know we were, so you know, I can inspect a hotel room and stuff, and I can tell if it's, you know, 
we were we would start at the top at the ceiling area oh. and you go from the top down and the sense. last thing you do is you vacuum on your way out the door uh-huh. and that was they had it down to a science they had 23 minutes per room that's Ooh. what we wanted them to average so they'd get they would have 20 some rooms in a work day uh-huh. and they would pitch in and get that stuff done wow. boom, 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 boom. and it was just a process yeah and start at the top and go to the bottom well I try to leave hotel rooms pretty clean because my my father's sister my aunt Mary was a I mean they called them maids then they call them housekeepers I guess now at the Grove Park Inn and I knew how little money she made yep. and how hard she worked and I always leave a tip I always leave a tip very smart yeah because I just do and I learned you're supposed to leave a tip every day instead of ganging it all up at the end of your stay because you have different people right coming in on different days so. if if it was a, if it was a hotel like mine then probably not because we had you know right, our housekeepers right. had the same rooms every time they worked and we had housekeepers that had very specific days that they would work so for instance Betty always had the upper the second floor parking lot side and she worked Tuesday through Sunday or Tuesday through Saturday excuse nice. me, kind of thing and so if you stayed then you would have Betty and you could do that but you're right you're supposed to do it every single day yeah. and so many people don't and if you don't then then what they ask what they hope you will do is uh, take your towels and sheets and put them inside the uh, pillowcases because that saves them having to do that mm -hmm. and that's what they're going to do anyway they take the pillowcase yeah. stuff it full of linens and towels and then they drop it through a laundry chute yeah you know and that's so if you don't have money to leave there's your alternative you can, you can do some sweat <laughs> equity yes well and gosh the last time i was in pittsburgh i love you in pittsburgh they treat me so good but i swear i had a suitcase full of food that people had brought me oh you've got to try this you've got to try that oh here's some of this and somebody brought me a six pack of some kind of fancy beer oh. that was made in pittsburgh so I had all this stuff and I was flying out. Oh, so boy. I went down to the desk the night before I was leaving and I said, look, this may sound weird, but my friends here love me and they have loaded me down with food. And if I bring it, would y'all eat it? And, and she said, well, it depends on what it is. And I started naming so this kind of cookie and this kind of donut. And she said, oh, yeah. <laughs> so I unloaded all of it on the front desk and she said, I'm gonna put all this in the break room. And, um, and thank you. And I said, look, if, if what you need to do is throw it away after I've given, I understand that I can't throw food away. It's just right. something I can't do. But if y'all can use it, please do it. Was, it's so good, but it's more than I need. Just for somebody to do something nice for them, they would love it, love it. Well, I don't see why you'd want to be mean to anybody who's taking care of you, who's giving you a roof over your head. Right. I don't know why you'd want to be mean about that. about hotels tell for me, me honestly I could tell all kinds of stories no joke I need to find that one letter that has been passed around for years and years and years and you know the comment cards yeah Do you remember yeah, comment yeah, cards yeah. I lived and died by comment cards <laughs> now my hotel would not 
qualify for a certain type of inspection unless I could prove that every comment card had been answered by me within 24 hours of it being posted. Oh so I God. lived and died by the comment cards. So when email came around, I saw that as the way to quickly be able to turn around my comments back. And I will never forget, you know, back then, the internet was so new that very few people had email addresses, and I was real pleased to be able to have one on the comment card. Oh, how nice. And it's, I've still got it. It said, questions, comments, email us at gtfoi at yahoo.com. <laughs> See, back then, people didn't know what gtfoi meant. No, and that was I'd just... See, yeah. I'd see the comic card and I'd be like, GTF what? <laughs> but yeah, I've got to find that comic card or that letter that the guy wrote and it was passed around from hotel to hotel. And the dude was absolutely serious. And he was a retired fella and he started out by saying, I stayed for a week in such and such a room and it was a good room and the continental breakfast this and that. And we knew that retired people are more likely to write a letter or a comment. Well, they just is have that because they have more time, or maybe it's just their generation wrote more, or maybe it's because they have more time. But you could kind of tell when they walked in which ones might write a comment card. So this guy went on to talk about how as you get older, certain physiological changes happen, and he basically said the room would be wonderful except the toilet water is up so high that when I sit down, my balls drop in it. <laughs> so, so, it's, <laughs> so they took a little bath every time he went to the bathroom. And my thought was, why the hell didn't you just tell somebody the first day? It's like, I mean, can you imagine? He stayed in that room for a week. So we decided maybe he liked it. <laughs> anyway, so there you go. There's a story. People were weird in hotels, but they they really would show that, their true selves. That is hilarious. Well, we had a bunch of funny <laughs> that would happen around here. There was a hotel up on uh, Tunnel or Airport Road, which I know you know the one I'm thinking about. Yeah, and it yes. had a bar and it had a restaurant and it was a big deal back in the day and there was a fella who would come to that hotel he and his girlfriend once a year and he would always wear an overcoat and oh before it was over before the evening would be over because he would always come on a holiday evening the girl would be sitting on his lap and they would have sex in the booth at the restaurant, and and they use they would almost always get caught and be asked to leave. Oh, and then they do what? it again the next year. <laughs> was it like their anniversary treat to be thrown out of a restaurant? I don't know. I don't know. And then there was the girl down at the uh, oh gosh, it was I abandoned myself. <laughs> well, okay. There was then there was the there was the country boy, and he was just the sweetest little country boy. That you just nice fella, and he came in, and you could tell that he was in a hurry to get into the room, and he just wanted a room real fast. And he wanted to know if we had a room over there by the parking lot, and those we called the H and J rooms. That's the oh. yeah, pump and jump. He wanted the H and J, uh, and so so we put him in that room, and it was probably 10 p.m. 
it was getting a little bit late. So we put him in the room, and then about, no joke, 10 minutes later, we see his truck, and it just slowly is pulling out from, from the parking lot there, and it just slowly pulled over there to the fence beside the interstate, which it was a little bit up on the hill, and you could look down on the interstate, and he and some woman proceeded to crawl out of the truck, go to the back of the truck, and have sex. Instead, of, being in the instead of their hotel room. And it's like, why did they do that? I'll never know. Because uh-huh. <laughs> I didn't ask. I was too busy being to scandalized and trying to tell my brother to just take the night off. and Because <laughs> he was working the night out of it. I was so embarrassed. <laughs> That was the weirdest one. And then there was the one. There was another one one time where this is, I don't know if I should tell this or not. This is a this is me screwing up thing, okay? Uh-oh. Because as a hotelier, I have a promise to ethically to never tell if somebody checks in and I've seen them out in public, okay? Yes, yes. So I can say that I've seen quite a few faces and never gave it up once mm-hmm. until about five or six years ago. <laughs> and this fell. so I have to tell you, the backstory is that I went to school with this fella, high school with him, and about 20 years later, he shows up at the hotel that I was working at, and it was obviously a and j Mm-hmm. And because he was a nice fella in school, and we had plenty of rooms that night, I put him in our best suite. It was right up above the front oh. desk, and it was uh, the honeymoon suite. And it had a beautiful king-size bed, a gorgeous view, and it was a split-level room. So you would walk up three stairs, and you'd go into this bathroom at least as big as the dining room that we're sitting in here. And it had a giant sunken hot tub. Oh, oh my gosh. So it, was mo- it was just made for romance. I would never stay there. But anyway, <laughs> the, guy, the guy gets the room and he pays for it and everything. And about an hour later, it started raining on the front desk. And in the lobby, it just started raining from the ceiling. And the guy had filled the hot tub and then started having sex and forgot to turn the hot tub off, the water. And he had flooded that entire suite, including, you know, it came, it flooded so much that it came through the ceiling. And I remember calling him and going, hey, so-and-so, you need to go turn your water off before we come knocking on the door because it's coming through the ceiling. And I hear, oh my God, oh my God, is everything okay? And I said, no, I don't know what kind of damage has been done. And the dude hangs up the phone, and we hear upstairs, you know. And then they just, like, run down the stairs and leave, okay? Well, nothing I could do about it at the time except tell myself I would never do that again. Uh-huh. And so fast forward 20 years, and I, the guy shows up at this intimate dinner party with his wife. And... I didn't realize his wife heard the whole conversation. I didn't realize there was anything wrong with the conversation, but it was one of those, oh yeah, I remember you. Hey, do you remember when you checked in over at the hotel and blah, 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 do you know what happened? Let me tell you. And I, you know, and I knew he had a strange look on his face. It wasn't his wife. It was not his wife that he had been there with. 
And I didn't know his wife was behind me listening. And oh. you know what happened? What? My D-I-V-R-C. Oh. Yeah. It was, she, she already knew that something was going on, and that was the confirmation. But I guess she never realized that it had gone on like 15 years before. Because oh it had been gosh. many years since that oh had happened. I've been out of the hotel business for 15 years by then. Wow. You know, so. Oh, yeah. I'm just, I, I, I can't. And I got nothing. I got story after story like that. I could go on and on and on. There was uh, my my friend, my friend Jimmy, who I adore, best desk clerk ever. But he had the worst attitude ever. <laughs> he did, and that's what made him so good, I think. But he was he was so hilarious. And, and Jimmy was a pretty boy. He was really beautiful to look at you know and I was younger and he was at his prime and we used to work together as a team in the evenings mm -hmm. um, and you know and then I'd go home when everything was done and and he would work the whole shift and but I was just there to kind of help him and we became really close friends we ended up traveling together and you know all kinds of stuff and he's one of my best friends to this day and but I will never forget the night that that beautiful old couple and they must have been we were probably in our 20s and late 20s or so mm -hmm. and this older couple would have been in their 60s at least ah, so me well yes. <laughs> and 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 they came in and propositioned the hell out of the two of us they just said i've never oh, seen him. that's the only time i've ever seen him speechless through all the other things that we had gone through through the hotels he was absolutely speechless that was just, I got my mouth hanging open. Oh, oh I could go on. I'm telling you, I could go on and on. I well, always threaten okay, to write well, a book. So they propositioned you, and did you just say, we can't, we're professional? Yeah, we just were like, oh, thanks. Thank no, you, but oh, that's, that's so just sweet. really not our thing. And just, we're not together as a couple. Because <laughs> I'm just wondering if I should consider doing that since I'm in the A train. <laughs> Next time I go to a hotel, I should shake and go, by the way, you are a very cute young man. What are you doing later? <laughs> I'm going to need some stuff unpacked. <laughs> Can you help me unpack? <laughs> I brought my oh, suitcase, <laughs> and it's a big one. <laughs> I can pack a lot in there. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. I know, anyway. The world is a crazy, crazy place. It is, but you know, stories like this remind me that it's always been a slightly crazy place. It has. Yes, yes. You know? <laughs> so. It is no crazier, I think, than it ever uh -uh. was, but, uh -uh. but my goodness. <laughs> Yeah. Fall now. It's officially fall now. Oh, officially. Oh yeah, and you can you can hear the heater and click on. Heater, and the crows are going crazy out front door. I don't know what the heck's going on. Up they there. know we're recording. <laughs> They're like, wait, listen to us. We've got a story to That's tell right. about hotels. Well, you know that meme I was telling you about where it said if you like dark things and yeah. and odd, uh, what did it say? Creepy animals like crows. Well, and I got slightly offended by that. I was like, don't talk about my crows. They are not creepy at all. No. They're very family oriented. They're the most intelligent animals. Yeah, they're very intelligent. Oh, yeah, Anybody who thinks they're creepy is creepy. Is creepy, that's what right. what I think. That's right. So there. There you go. So, all right, y'all. We have talked enough today, I do believe. I tell you, we, we start out with one thing and we get on to another one. It's true. 
wear your mask, wash your hands, eat good food. Try not to be as obnoxious as me and Alicia because <laughs> we're hard to be around sometimes. That's, we're hard to be around quite often, I think. <laughs> but you know what? We have a good time. We do, and that's that's all that counts right now. Right now. So y'all, we're going to work on all of us keeping our cool for the next month and a half. Yep. Not being afraid, being as cheerful as we can be, and mm -hmm. taking care of one another yep. and ourselves. Yep, definitely going to take care of myself. We were going to talk about, no, I don't know if we were. Thank you for spending your time with us here at Weird Mountain Gals. We sure do appreciate it. You know, I know time is the most important thing we have, so I promise that if you take your time to listen to us, we'll take our time to continue to be weird. Many thanks to Sunslice Records for all the help. We couldn't do it without you, Craig. Check out our social media for information, community, or a few laughs. W-Y-R-D Mountain Gals. <laughs>